Um, I actually didn't, I wasn't ready to start it. And then I got a phone call from a really high level entrepreneur who's had, you know, three companies, one huge exit to AOL, um, insure tech companies worth over $500 million, literally just call me and say, Hey, I would really like for you to take this to the for-profit sector. I know a lot of people who would benefit from this. Um, I know a lot of people who would be willing to invest in this. And basically I'd like to give you $25,000. It is impossible to anticipate where the two monsters which suddenly appeared in the atomic area will attack next. If your power goes out, remain calm. In three, two, one, we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 56 of the First Sip Podcast. We are sorry we're a little late on the release, and we're also sorry about the audio last episode. I know we sound like we were in outer space, which we're going to touch on in a second. But first, today's guest is Sarah Ald. Sarah is referred to us by one of our listeners and a former guest on the show, Jeremy. Sarah is the CEO and founder of Upper, which from my knowledge, is a holistic health for-profit company and, and a way to make people's lives better. She's going to tell us all about it, but that's what I was told. Sarah's a 28-year-old savage, an absolute killer who has come onto the scene strong. And she's going to tell us about how she has already built up uh, a phenomenal opportunity and uh, two businesses so far, I think Jeremy told me. Mm -hmm. So Sarah, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. This is super exciting. And it is really the first opportunity I'm getting to talk about Upper on any platform um, besides our own. So this is really cool. Thank you. Wow. Another first sip exclusive. First sip exclusive yeah. content. So, so dude, I, I did have to apologize to our listeners for oh, the 100%. audio last episode. They probably thought we were up in space. We dropped the ball. I got a lot of texts. We sound like we were in a fishbowl. It was crazy. We sound like we were being recorded by somebody else we, watching the recording. We didn't plug one of the cords all the way in people. So that's on Dikembe. Things, things happen. <laughs> things happen. All right. I didn't do my double, triple, triple, triple check. checks. Yep. And but it's on me also. I need to take ownership. I should start checking. As we well. should be good this week. Sarah, how do we sound? We sound good. Sound great. I hope I sound good because I'm on my laptop zoom and I don't have headphones in. So no, you do sound, we sound great. Um, okay. So we start off every episode. What are you sipping on? What do you have for us today? Sarah? Water. Are you drinking it out of like one of the classic Coca-Cola cups? That's really funny. I am, and I have no, I did not take this for anywhere. I have yes, no idea where it came from. It appeared in my cabinet one mm. day and now it's my favorite cup. So you that from a restaurant. You would love no one, just, you love Pepsi. I do love Pepsi. No one, no one else can, you can't get that. I don't think anywhere. Mm. It lets you take it. There's from a, a story behind that, Sarah, that you're not telling us. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't have the you story. But the first. story at my house is it literally appeared in the cabinet. So I'm just at a restaurant 24 mm. hours a day drinking out of this <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Dikembe? I am, you know, it's funny because I know we talked about um, me cutting back on my coffee. Mm -hmm. So today I asked you for a half a cup of coffee and that's, did. that is all we're doing. Cause I said, I just need a little bit of energy just to wake up the eyes. Isn't it delicious? That's Maxwell house. Oh, this is great. Colombian road. This is great. You can't beat that. I know. So I hope my eyes are alive right now. So how are you feeling? I, I, I'm drinking the same thing. I that's feel it. great. Mine that's has it. a little bit of creamer. We got some good energy. And I mean, we started off the morning with some good energy. Yeah. Sarah brought the heat prior to pre-show. So, <laughs> yeah. so Sarah, uh, why don't we get started and you touch on what Upper is and why it's a thing. Like, how did you get the idea to create Upper and what it is? 
Oh, well, I will start in reverse. So your second or third question first, and then I'll go back to what it is. So Upper is a spinoff of my first company. So we've actually been doing what it's currently doing for about four years now, and it just needed much more financial capital. It just needed a much larger um, support system, honestly. And it just, it took different resources to build it like software, financial capital, and things like that. Um, so it's a spinoff of my first company. The short version is that is it, it is an Amazon of health and wellness. That's what we call it mm. um, to get straight to the point. So what it is and what it does, Upper is a community of people, um, specifically holistic health and wellness experts. Uh, it could be fitness, nutrition, mental health, alternative medicine professionals, even to the extent of naturopathic doctors where they join our platform as sellers and they add their services that they already provide. So you could go all the way from, you know, an F45 gym membership to a private one-on-one -on -one mental health counseling session. And they sell those appointments in those programs on our platform where we help them get them directly to the consumer. So we are really working to make holistic healthcare um, the healthcare and then from a software perspective, as well as give it its own infrastructure, it's really its own industry. We're bringing all of these people together. Wow. That's and that I, so many questions. Me too. So <laughs> and you said it was an evolution. Uh, what was your prior company? So the first company is called Health Possible. And that is a nonprofit corporation that primarily, you know, relies on human capital. So of course, you know, nonprofits fundraise, they have their social missions where they assist people and help people in different ways. And over there, the focus is the affordability of health and wellness. So that is a company that raises money both through memberships as well as donations. Um, and then in addition to our members, of course, we are scholarshipping wellness healthcare. So it's not necessarily the providers themselves. It's actually more like a healthcare plan. A lot of it's it, the industry it's in is a health share. So health shares are often referred to as alternatives to health insurance. We don't love to, to brand it like that. We try to stay away from that world. We don't want people to get confused, um, but it is a membership for healthcare and specifically paying for people's holistic care. Whereas on upper side, it's not dollars toward care it's the accessibility of care, right? So it's the storefront. It's, oh, you know, in the medical world, I have Blue Cross and Blue Shield, my insurance plan. And then I use that insurance plan so that I can go to the doctor's office and actually visit them. And then that plan helps me pay for that visit, right? But here's my doctor over here or this medical center. So on our side of the world, on the holistic side, we have Health Possible as a financial plan. And then you leverage that financial plan to help you afford where you go to get that care, where a place like Upper, which was originally birthed in Health Possible, we just cut them in half and made them two different companies, um, is now where you can get all that care from. Hmm. So really, you were talking about, you know, like the uh, cost of like a membership based plan, like what, what would the average cost of something be like? At Health Possible? Yeah, for Health Possible. Yeah, so it'll vary. So we just, we're launching it really today, but um, we have a wellness only membership and it is down to about $115 a month at minimum. Wow. And then that's not including our scholarships, right? We sponsor mm -hmm. people's memberships as well if they qualify for that. And then the cost from there can go up to about the two, $300 a month range. And then we also have over there what's called a wellness plus membership, which stands for wellness plus medical. Um, and that is based on age. It's based on the amount you prefer to pay out of pocket first. Uh, it's based on how many people are on the membership. So that can also vary anywhere from about $120 
dollars a month, and that can go upwards too. I mean, if you're wicked old and you got a lot of kids at the same time, and you know all these things, then it can hit the eight hundred dollar marker. Um, so, so these people are paying for these memberships, which is <clears throat> is that the bulk of the funding for Health Possible, or is the bulk of the funding through donation? Uh, for the first four years, all we did was fundraise and scholarship care. Okay. And we, of course, needed to scale and sustain. And we actually got a lot of inquiries from people who didn't financially qualify, mm-hmm. but wanted a holistic health care plan as that concept is really cool, right? Oh, how can I have all of these providers with negotiated rates at my fingertips? Um, and, you know, really a support system doing that bill negotiation for me, which is a lot of what we did. So we needed to open our doors up to people who didn't qualify. And a way to do that was let them buy it. Right. Don't turn away, you know, people's dollars who really believe and support this when we're here to make wellness the healthcare, um, not necessarily just reach, you know, one uh, socioeconomic class necessarily. So now, now it will be memberships. It used to be donations. We still accept both, of course, going into this year. Um, and now we can scale. Did you do the negotiating? Did you go out to like holistic practitioners and negotiate affordable rates? And was it centralized to a specific area or did you do it nationally? Uh, We always did it right here in Wilmington, North Carolina, where I currently live. That's where we birthed the company. It was easy to start. I used to be a personal trainer. So I was the first one to, you know, kind of set an example by being a person to do it. And then going out to all of my contacts and saying, Hey, you want to join this? You want to, you want to do this with me? Hey, I need this kind of care. Can you help out? And it turned into that. And now it's just a, Hey, we're a health chair. We're a 501c3 nonprofit corporation. We can send you, you know, X number of people over so many years, you know, we're working on volume. So would you like to work with us on rates? And we'll, we'll make sure people know that, you know, you're a quality provider and, um, and work with us. And so that's how it's going. How impressive. Awesome. Yeah, so breaking down, you know, like talking about the nonprofit and fundraising for that. Um, what was, what was that like? Because I, you know, people who listen, they know I used to work in banking and that was something that people would come in looking for all the time is, you know, funding for their businesses, trying to find different ways to get people to invest in their ideas. And it's not easy, right? So how was, how was that? How was dealing with that? So it's funny you say that I kind of have a split view on this that I don't think a lot of people will agree on by the sounds of what your experience has been. So up until this year, I would have told you it's extremely easy. Like I had no problems. Mm. It was just door after door after door. I mean, it was a snowball all the way. Um, this sounds kind of cocky, but I, mm-hmm. on the nonprofit side of the thing of the world, no one ever really told me no, mm. um, which was weird. And going into now the for-profit side of things, having both, I mean, Upper's technically the third company I've opened to our um, mine, the, the nonprofit and this new for-profit Upper. There was one in between there I did for somebody else, but raising capital now in the first five weeks of Upper opening, um, I actually didn't. I wasn't ready to start it. And then I got a phone call from a really high level entrepreneur who's had, you know, three companies, one huge exit to AOL, um, insure tech companies worth over $500 million, literally just call me and say, Hey, I would really like for you to take this to the for-profit sector. I know a lot of people who would benefit from this. Um, I know a lot of people who would be willing to invest in this. And basically I'd like to give you $25,000. And that's, and that's really what made me realize um, a lot of things in my life and just how many more people we can reach to and the provider side of the world. And so went and did it in five weeks in a row. Um, I had five investors call me and just offer me money. And it was like, bam, 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 check after check after check. 
And then I had a goal. I still do have a goal to raise 500,000, but we've raised 125,000. So to go from, you know, oh, all these people who just know and trust how hard I work and know that we've been doing this, right? And know that it really works and believe in this kind of stuff. They wanted to invest in it. And now all of a sudden you enter the sales world again, where it's huge education. And it's now what about all the people we don't already know, right? Now we have to pitch them. Now it becomes refining the pitch. I would say when you have to get to that point right now, beyond this 125 mark, there's a big gap there, right? To get to 500. And that's where it gets hard. So starting off was easy. And then you go through this transition of, um, you know, these people don't know me and don't trust me and they have no reason to. So now what is my pitch? And that's where, of course, you become a better business person. Interesting. I'm sorry to interrupt you. So, cause one of my questions was going to be, how did being whatever, a, a young individual, how did the capital raising go? Was that difficult? I've always imagined, Hey, Albert, if you're going to create a product or you're going to mm-hmm. start a company, how hard would it be to stand in front of a room of people and ask them for money? Or mm-hmm. would I just go on shark tank, which I think mm-hmm. I would do. And I think they would, I would not. Uh, you would not go on shark tank. I would, I would mm-hmm. never. Why? Tell me why. All right. Uh, um, answer that first. Yeah. So (laughs) nothing against them at all. We get asked as entrepreneurs, especially in the tech space here in Wilmington to do a lot of stage pitching Mm. and, you know, in big rooms and all these investors and it's this big, you know, optical event. Um, It's really showy. And I just have never been a showy person in general. I was just making this joke with my hairdresser this morning. My fiance wanted me to get like a $500 hair thing. And I was like, do the normal like $50 haircut. I don't care. Like It doesn't matter. Um, I'm just not a showy person in that sense. And those things to me are showy um, when really the, the truth of sales and any good business person, I'm sure you guys as well know is relationships all day. And there is no relationship warmth between me on that stage um, and, and the people in those audience, not until later, right? When you can really go up to them and talk to them. And I just don't like starting out that way, um, especially since I've gotten this far in life by not starting out that way. Interesting. What an, what an interesting, like, even though, even yeah, if Lori sense. Grenier came up to you and said, I love the idea of upper, here's a million dollars for 20% equity. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't take that over your warmth pitch. Oh, that's a big chunk. 20%. That's, that's, that's true. a lot. Of, that's a lot of company. Yeah, that is, that's it. <laughs> even up a lot. And that's, yeah. that actually brings me back to the question I wanted to ask before. Um, when you look at tech-based companies, you know, as opposed to in other industries right now, they have crazy valuations, right? So mm-hmm. is that part of the, I guess like part of your, your pitch or part of like your vision for the future is knowing that you're building not only like a, a health-based company, but something that also really takes advantage of technology and where that's going. Yes. Yeah, so I like to think of the back end as though we're building infrastructure for an industry that's not there yet. Right. You go to a, maybe it's a privately owned or maybe it's, you know, franchise style, but medical centers that just have tons of the same type of medical center in all these different cities and areas, you know, or you go to one center and you've got this type of doctor, this type of doctor, this type of doctor, and they're all different and they all have different specialties. But when you go to the fitness center, more so now you're starting to see, oh, they bring in a physical therapist or, oh, they brought in, you know, a massage therapist, or there's people that have kind of a side office now but it was not common before. Um, It's very rare that you will ever walk into a wellness center and you just have everyone at your fingertips, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's really the brick and mortar style. But now when you talk about um, healthcare and the internet and software, even infrastructure as simple as if they're not in the same building, 
medical doctors are sending fax referrals right from one office to the next and there's there's massive referral systems and there's all of these special softwares and emr and tracking that everybody has access to in portals and you go to the gym and they don't all they're going to tell you to do is download my fitness pal because they're not a registered dietitian or nutritionist right and so they're not faxing you anywhere right? They're not sending you to the next specialist who can help you in that area of your life. So we are also building a prescription system where you can literally order appointments for your clients in the back end um, and, and send them to different places. So from a software and healthcare perspective, we are literally giving the industry um, online connection and infrastructure that from what I've experienced and which isn't that long, but about five or six years, they've never had. Mm. That's, I mean, uh, as someone like who has dealt with dealt with health issues over the past two years, I know I've the amount of headache just trying to find, you know, going from one specialist to another and seeing mm-hmm. like who, you know, takes what insurance and who doesn't trying to connect mm-hmm. everything. Somebody not sending over documents like you're saying. Mm-hmm. It was so crazy to me to sit back and realize like, wait, this is like the health industry. And this is how it just seems like archaic. It just seems like things could be moving so much faster, so much more connected. And it just wasn't. And it is archaic. Yeah. So what are the, the most common arms of the holistic partners? Like who are you, you referenced massage therapy, like what, what are common holistic practitioners? Well, we are really focused. My focus as a, um, you know, as a founder is really being able to change someone's life forever, whether they're with the professional or not. So how do we do that? We do that through um, care. That's not just, I'm a professional who does acupuncture and you're going to have needles in your back during this hour. It's if I can go home, I can do this to myself as well, right? It's something that they can do consistently. So those buckets for us become fitness, right? Where you can learn to exercise their nutrition, where you can learn how to eat and you can learn how to grocery shop and you can learn how to have behavior there and not there Um, as well as the mental health counseling, where you go there, and you learn about yourself through therapy, right? And you learn how to have better relationships and you can then leave that appointment and go socialize with friends and just go about the whole situation with your friends differently. Um, so those are the cares that we focus on because of that. And now, okay. So those are the cares you focus on now is upper going to be like a resource library or more of a, like a marketplace, like a marketplace, like where there's doorways to here's this therapist, here's mm-hmm. this dietitian, here's this personal trainer kind of thing. Yeah. So it's an industry popping up that's known as a cash-based marketplace. Mm. So it doesn't accept insurance. Um, Some really big companies, actually, I believe they're the biggest right now, but they're in the medical space is Sesame Care. Um, SesameCare.com, last time I looked at it, was valued at over $750 million and it was Mm. only open in about 2019. So, yeah. So and they don't accept insurance. It's a marketplace. Uh, we call it an Amazon because a lot of people, you know, don't always know what marketplace means. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a generic word, but. Okay. So someone sitting there in Wilmington and there and there, because that's where you're going to start, right? That's going to be the, the, the origin is Wilmington. So we are here on the ground, most of us, um, but we are going nationwide immediately. We've already filed in almost every state. Nice. Dude, you're a beast. Good for you. Yeah. With the help of the beast. team and Jeremy and oh, yes. Um, are you guys Thanks. in Philly yet? Are we what? Are you in Philly yet or no? Um, I actually need to look if we're in Pennsylvania. I don't know if we are in Pennsylvania yet. It's probably no, we'll, we be got in some, every, we'll be in every state by the end of March. We've got some health connections out here. 
let us know. Mm. Bring it on. Set some things up. Bring it on. So, it so, on. so, I, so I'm sitting there and I go to upper.com, right? Or do you guys have an app? So I hate this part, but <laughs> upper.com was taken and they wanted some massive six figures for it. They've been sitting on us since the nineties. Oh, I they like, have a six figure price tag on it. Yes. Oh. So, and I, and at this point, you know, I have like one or two investors looking for the domain. Yeah. Um, so our domain is actually upper.health. We also bought on the upper.com, which is our slogan. Okay. So either one goes to the website right now. I was, I was checking ionos.com uh, yesterday. People, if you're looking for domains, you can go check there. Ours is still up there for $7,000, Bert. What? First, first it.com. Oh Close. my gosh. Big difference from the six figures. So does it list who so the what you can do? I'll give you advice. Oh, here so we go. what you can do is check all the time That's and what, every yeah. year they have to renew, right? Or every, I know that some websites will let you do it every two or three years, but you basically just look for the date that it was purchased on mm-hmm. and you check within hours or days of that day yep. every year. And right, if they wait one hour to renew mm-hmm. it, you've got an hour to take it for $7.99, right? Or for like $10, yep. so you, can, you can buy it. Yeah. That's bro. It's a whole business. Some people sit there and they'll just wonder, buy it. Who do you buy it like, from? Ionos.com. You go to Google. They uh, like Godaddy. who owns the the domain world? You that know? I don't know. That I think is like how we were talking to Deckmar like about the metaverse type stuff. Like who owns? Uh, who has? Who says yes? We were talking about that, this. right? Like it's digital real estate. Like somebody, some way, set all that up and said, okay, you got to come through me now. Sarah knows who it is. That's, I don't know. No, that's way out of my scope. If anybody has a domain plug, please let us yeah, know because we, we need a couple domains between the both companies here. So mm-hmm. help us out, people. Help okay, us okay. Out. so you go to so you go to on the upper.com and yeah. and then you, well, I'm sitting there and I'm saying, all right, I'm going crazy. I'm suffering from anxiety or whatever. You uh, need a trainer. Yeah, my, my neck is killing me and surgery didn't work. Yeah, yeah, I would go to on the upper and it would be just a bunch of different doorways that would take me to holistic destinations. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, so all of the appointments for sale are right there on the homepage. You can buy them right there. You don't have to read anything. I mean, you can, of course, you can click on the appointment and read about the appointment and the provider and all of that, but you can literally just enter the quantity you want, like, like a watch on Amazon and you can just yeah. hit buy, add it to the cart, check out emails, go bam, you book. It's over. I love that idea so much. <laughs> Think about how many times we talk about massage therapy and we're just like, yo, we got to know somebody or like about this person. Right. And yeah. it's, just like, it's just like, Same. why can't I just go somewhere? Right. Like just click, you know, read a couple of reviews and it's just like, okay, that's, that's the person I'm going oh. with. And who wants to go into Google and enter the black abyss of ads, oh my gosh. every provider in all these cities yep. you don't live in. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's so crazy. if you were to dumb it down, you would think that upper is holistic Amazon. Right. That's what you want it to be. Holistic care, Amazon, basically. That's going to be the beginning of it. Yeah. Wow. Good for you, so, Sarah. Well, oh. we're, we're, we're powerful. I don't know that powerful is really the the right word, but we have the power to do so much for the space yep. in numbers in human numbers. Right. So the initial, you know, however many years is just going to be absolutely piling in um, people who believe what we believe businesses who want to grow professionals who want to grow and professionals who want to work together across all the different sectors. Um, so as much as we can pile in the community and just load that up, it's almost, you know, the sky is the limit on possibilities you can do once you've got that team. That brought me to another idea. I don't know if you um, already like have this as a part of upper, but do you have like a section like where people can also buy like supplements or other like nutritional um, like things like that? Mm-hmm. Dare I keep telling you? Yeah, I'll tell you. So <laughs> we already have an Instagram account. 
we've already got social media accounts lined up for some of this stuff, but um, we are creating a, uh, basically a tech pharmacy. Mm. So, well, and organics and ingestibles and um, basically, I mean, in short, a drug-free pharmacy. Mm-hmm. It's a holistic world in there. Yeah. So. Are you a, are you a hardcore believer? Uh, obviously, right. In the holistic lifestyle. What, what is your daily uh, holistic like uh, vitamins or what do you usually, what do you, oh, use, what do you consume? Hmm. Yeah, well, what do I, mean, I consume? CEO, let's hear it. <laughs> I am as maybe old school as it gets for this stuff. So I grew up on 21 acres of hay fields. I grew up in upstate New York in the country. So my family is super, we weren't farmers ourselves necessarily, but we were farmish. I don't know how else to put it, but um, you know, we didn't take pills for anything. We're really, I always ate fresh fruits and vegetables from my, my parents' gardens um, so I don't necessarily pile down the vitamins every day. I do love tea. <laughs> That's become my new thing. We can get into that whenever you guys want about the whole drinking coffee thing. But um, um, yeah, I mean, I my day is going to the park every day, go to the park every single day. And I walk, I spend a lot of time by myself, a lot, most of it actually. <laughs> okay. um, I like and, I, and I just live off of fruits and vegetables. I do eat meat. I don't love meat. Um, I had salmon for breakfast actually. So I'm a seafood lover, but I'm old school about it. Really old school. Was it like on a bagel with cream cheese or did you eat salmon? Yeah, I was lost, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> now we're talking. That's, I, yeah. feel like, I feel like people overthink that though. The simple things, just getting back to nature, eating some I'm whole pretty, foods. I'm probably as simple as you're ever going to get on the show, to be well, honest. That's the best way to go. So should, should we talk about the tea real quick? Jump into early product rec. Well, we yeah, we, it doesn't even have to be a product rec. It's just you know, I'm, I really want to hear about this tea. Yeah, the Kembe home makes his tea. So, oh yeah, I'm big on some lemon, ginger, turmeric, a little bit Kembe of honey. Cuts up the roots and puts them in there. Yeah, yeah. you're lying. No, yeah, yeah, every day. Love it. Teach me. Uh, it's it's the best way. To go. It's the best oh way. Oh my god! You make a cup of it every morning and you're ready to start your day. Yeah, the Kembe's all the Kembe's cups are orange. Oh yeah, yeah. The turmeric really. I mean, but it's good for you, man. I'm telling you, I've been feeling alive. How, how my skin looking? You, 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 you've always had good skin. Thanks, man. You thanks, were blessed thanks, with good skin. Thanks. It's the tea. It's the cold it's the showers. Tea. So tell us, what, what tea have you been sipping on? Yeah, what's been your tea of choice? Hopefully I say it right. Tazo? Tazo? Uh, Tazo oh, rocks. That is a good... I used to drink that a couple of years ago and then I fell off. Wow. So do you it, drink caffeinated so, teas? Um, I'll drink caffeinated during the day and then I make sure it's decaf at nighttime. Mm. What's the decaf choice? at nighttime they're the same you can just buy them either way oh i thought you time too. yeah they have like i was because tazo has all those like flavors like the chamomile, chamomile. the peppermint they have really good dessert teas like the lemon loaf glazed lemon loaf whoa i used to be i used to be a huge ice cream eater i don't even need ice cream anymore eating that or drinking that that's so good wow really i don't, I don't think you it. could replace ice cream for me i have to try that <laughs> I, I still do eat ice cream I'm, just like, <laughs> okay. I'm telling you i'm good to throw down a whole pint of ben and jerry's and if you're saying that that stops okay yeah, we'll, um, see. <laughs> we'll see it helps it helps <laughs> yeah so so i don't i don't want to wrap up upper just yet because i have a couple more yeah. questions yeah um with upper, are people reaching out to you now? Like when the word gets out, what's going to be the plan? Is it going to be, okay, we're going to filter these providers who want to get on my, my, my marketplace, or is that going to be your salespeople's role to call individuals and then get them in the marketplace? Like how are, how are people going to become part of upper? 
So right now we are reaching out to them directly. I mean, the, the scalable way to do it is to go straight to, you know, their licensing agencies, the boards mm. that certify them, right. They're brand new businesses, they're brand new professionals and you get them in mass. Uh, so, you know, that's the much faster way to onboard nationwide, but yeah, right now we just do direct outreach, um, social Social media has become really popular for wellness in general. Like everybody loves, you know, the food porn and the yep. um, here's me in a selfie in the gym, right? So there's a lot of wellness on Instagram, even if it's not the professional. Mm-hmm. So we know that our shoppers and our providers are both there. Providers are already trying to sell themselves on there just from a, hey, look, I practice what I preach type of image. Yep. Um, and then you've got people on there who are saying, Hey, here's my wellness journey. I'm going to basically publicly journal my life and how I go through this. So that's what we use right now. I mean, we will start emailing soon. We'll start a newsletter uh, probably in the next few weeks. And then we, we will also put out um, blogs and educational things, not necessarily interviews with our providers, but little one minute reads about the people coming onto the platform and um, market it that way. YouTube. YouTube's huge. YouTube. You got to get on YouTube, make some holistic videos. I have so many ideas right now. I know. That's what I was just saying. My, my, my yeah. mind's going crazy because I'm thinking about, I'm like, if you can really, like you're saying, you bring these providers on, you create like a place for them to like start reaching so many more people. They're already on social media. Like that's what made me think about the uh, having, you know, like if you have that kind of department that does the nutrition supplements, because a big thing right now, uh, mm-hmm. especially in the black community, everybody's on CMOS. What's right? CMOS? Like, oh, What's you know, I'm, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you a, a couple of videos. So like it's, what do they do? Like they'll just sit there and just like eat like refined like sea moss, and it's like a way to like cleanse your system. Sea moss, yeah, yeah, sea moss. There's so many things out there now. So many. It became like yeah, a, it, there is. It There's so many during, crazy. It blew like, up during the pandemic. Like natural ish things that you could eat. Well, and of all the times for Upper to come alive, people are looking for a healthcare system that they can trust too. And so, um, I don't think we could have picked a better time to do this. What's the, what's the five-year vision? What does upper look like in five years, Sarah? I can't tell you that. Oh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. We're going to have you back then. We're going to have you uh, back. Yeah, we're talking to a future billionaire, Albert. For 100%. Oh, that's hilarious. Some things that she has to keep. We're going to run, we're gonna run upper's podcast channel, though. Yeah, we have to have some like off-air yeah. conversations. Yeah. Right. No, okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, so, but now are you still doing both, though? Is health possible still 100% around? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I love them both. I could never, I couldn't even imagine leaving them. Honestly. Mm. I just pulled it up for Albert so he can see uh, the sea moss. Um, what's his name? West Philly Tuck. Uh, dude. Wow. He's got seven. We got to get him on. He, yeah, man. Listen, we're going to get, Sarah, we, might have to connect you with Sarah, we he, might have to link you guys up. He, listen, he, product. his business blew up during the pandemic. Yeah. Selling sea moss out of jars, Mason jars. <laughs> yeah. So if he puts it on our pharmacy at some point within the next few years, we're going to give, Apparently the wellness industry needs permission to, you know, recommend products and, or they just become, you know, multi-level marketing salesmen as much as they do the, as much as they do their training, like you'll see trainers who now sell CBD and all of that. Right. But why don't we just, that's the kind of crazy stuff that blows my mind. Talk about being archaic. Whereas a doctor will send you a prescription at CVS, the pharmacy, but a wellness provider has to double up and become a salesman for everything just to get you a product that might benefit you because they believe in it. Right. There's not a pharmacy for these things where wellness professionals just have permission or apparently need permission to start recommending and selling these products directly um, through prescription 
open, right? Even if it's just really a recommendation. So we're going to open that pharmacy. He could sell CMOS on that pharmacy. And then all these trainers and dietitians and whoever think that it would benefit their client can say, Hey, I'm going to write you a prescription through the upper pharmacy. Here you go. And they can choose to buy it or not, but bam, ordering prescriptions in the wellness place. See that? When does it go live? Did, does Upper go live? Is it live right now? It is live. Yeah, it's very MVP, most viable product right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? It's, it's the best thing we could put up with the least amount of money, but we need to let it break. We need to let people use it. We need to let it break. We need to get feedback. We need to build it more. So it's up there. You can shop right now. You could tell your masseuse to join it. It's free for the masseuse to join. You can buy an appointment from them right there right now. Um, and then, yeah, we're just going to keep making it prettier. It's pretty generic right now. Hmm. She, you just brought up the, uh, like just putting out your MVP and that's something that we were also talking about, like with coming up with like your avatar, like building out your marketing and all those things. How was that process for you? Kind of just I guess, deciding to be like, okay, this is going to be the most viable thing for us to put out right now. And you have to be okay with that. Was it like hard for you to kind of just finally ship it? Or are you like a perfectionist? It's kind of like, no, I want to hold on to this until everything is good to go. I'm not a perfectionist about those things. I'm a perfectionist about myself, but Mm -hmm. not anything that's external or around me or products or or objects or things. Um, So that's a good question though. I will tell you that you will never do it right if you ask everybody else what they think Mm -hmm. because you know I would ask people I love close family members um, and you know of course some really really smart folks who might even be experienced with using something like this and I would say hey what do you think if we launch like this like this like this and everybody had something to add everybody and they always want well I wouldn't use them unless it did this I wouldn't use them unless it did this and it comes down to you know either a you're a liar because you use something that doesn't have your dreams on it yet. Anyway, you know, the greatest brands in the world aren't knocking on your door during their MVP time saying, Hey, would you buy our stuff? If we launched it right now, you'd probably say no, because you're, you're being allowed to dream. Right. Whereas if a founder just wants to launch their product or their service and people see it, they're not really looking at it to dream. They're looking at it to say, do I want something from this website right now? And that's it. Mm-hmm. And it becomes really easy to um, yeah, to not do something when you get everyone else's opinion. Because we, we launched and some random customer from PA registered before there was a single thing for sale in there. And we were like, where'd this guy come from? Like, why would he make a customer profile? No one even knows that we're alive yet. And, and he did. And it was a guy that, you know, runs a funeral parlor up there that none of us ever even heard of. Um, that's yeah. awesome. And that's how it goes. Yeah. yeah. That's really, I'm really happy you, you said that and broke it down that way, because I think for anybody, you know, we said like we have like a lot of millennials who are listening and people who might be in the beginning stages of building a business like we are. Here. And yeah, you know, like you, you get to these points where it's just like, oh man, is this good enough? You know, or like, what are people going to think? Or you get one or two comments back and it's just like, ah, should we change this? But like you said, if you just start waiting and holding yourself up on every single comment, it's very yeah. hard to just ship. Yeah, we ask for feedback on every episode. And if we would have stopped and readjusted after all the feedback we received from our couple episodes, we never would have kept going. No. Um, and now we're 56 deep. Yeah. So my last question for you before we go to content rec, we don't want to take up too much of your time. How, no, much, how much are you learning, Sarah? Mm-hmm. You're 28. You're mm-hmm. the founder of two companies in the healthcare space. Mm-hmm. Like, How much are you learning right now? Is, is it just teaching you nonstop? I know it's a simple answer. A oh, lot, yeah. But. oh, yeah. I mean, it's 
I had a dream about an insurance policy the other night. I mean, <laughs> you can't even stop thinking about it. It's like, it just consumes your life um, in a good way, in a good way, constantly connecting dots. I mean, random things happen to me. Like I'll go to the grocery store and somebody will just quick tell me something about, you know, this product on the shelf. And I'm literally there grocery shopping and I go, Oh my God, what if I did that for upper? And I, I mean, I'll like take random things, completely irrelevant things out of my life every single day and make them relevant within like a few hours because you have to, it's all you think about. You're constantly trying to learn. Love that. That, that hits home for us, man. It will hit home for me too. Cause she brought up dreams and I'm, I'm suffering from PTSD right now. You are you, you might have to save that one. I had a rough dream last night and, and I, I told Kembe about it and you just brought it up and now I'm, I'm having a bad moment right now. I'm Do you want to, you should share this moment actually, because Sarah, 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 it involves Sarah. one of our past guests. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sarah, have you ever watched survivor? No, I never watched TV. Do you know? Okay. Do you know the premise of survivor at all? What? Uh, no, you don't. You don't watch TV. Of course not. You're too changing the world. So yeah, you don't watch. You don't have time for TV. Anyway, my wife absolutely loves Survivor, right? Specifically Australian Survivor, where the men just happen to be taller, much better looking <laughs> than the American Survivor. Oh my gosh! And she is so obsessed with this one current season with this one contestant, Luke, on Survivor. Mm. Dare I say, last night she said. She was breaking him down to me on why he should win, right? And he was about to get voted off. She was upset and she called him perfect. Mind you, I've been with her for 10 years, right? The compliments that Luke received within a 20-minute spiel probably outnumbered the amount of compliments I've received in I, 10 years I by like my fault. I have never heard her call you perfect. Because I'm not. Ever. I'm not, but that's fine. But Luke was. Is. Luke was. No, Luke was. Wow. Sad. And so then last night I had a dream that my wife was cheating on me with Luke. Woke up sweating. I had a rough night. <laughs> and you and now you bring this up and I'm having a great day. And she brings it up and now I'm having a bad day again. It, yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought you were over this. Um, I'm not over it. Sarah just brought it back up. But here we are. I'm sorry. Okay. I had a dream about insurance policy. <laughs> yeah, this is. I this wish is, I had a dream about insurance policy. not what we were policy. talking about. This is not what she was talking about. <laughs> Bad dreams, just bad dreams. You wake up sweating. You wake up sweating by the insurance policy. You wake up sweating by working on you with a famous person. <laughs> he's wow. not even famous. Just a, wow. just a handsome guy. That's driver. even worse. He's not even famous. And he was tall, too. That's he's probably so part. regular in real life. He's definitely regular, bro. She kept saying how funny he was. I'm funny. Wow. Anyway, Sarah, oh, do you have <laughs> Sarah, do you have any content recs for the people or product recs? Definitely. Taz OT. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Taz OT. Get in there. Okay. More product recommendations, man. What do I use? I'm trying to think what I use in a day. Or, well, or you don't content, watch, right? Do you listen to any podcasts, yeah, audiobooks, listen anything, to anything? Like I know you don't watch TV. Do you listen to anything? Podcast? Really, you really want to bring that nerd out of me now. <laughs> yep. Right. yep. Now we're talking. Oh, oh, I did just buy a piano, a small, like a full weighted keyboard that's standing up over there and I'm trying to learn piano. So that's interesting. Take that music. Yes. Oh, good for you. How, how are you getting good? Taught myself the beginning of a few songs. There we go. Awesome. You how are you learning? learning YouTube? Um, so I used to practice by watching YouTube when I was in college and just go to their music room and play. Mm. Um, but my fiance bought me five lessons, five 30 minute lessons for Christmas this year. Mm. So I started going there and now I'm just, I mean, they basically teach you how to read music and then okay. obviously play the, the learned, um, notes but they don't teach you any like songs on spotify right so <laughs> i mean reading notes is a good place to start that's i wouldn't know how to do that oh yeah definitely oh it's awesome I used, to, I used to hate it back in my chorus days 
Dikembe was in varsity corral. He's a singer. I used, I used to do that on the low. Your voice mm. is amazing when you talk, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> man, man, am I blushing? You are. I, I'm, you can't really tell. Can we get a note? So I say, like, okay, yeah, hey, wow. Well, can we get a note? <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe later. We're working on a couple jingles. <laughs> We're working on a couple jingles. Let's what, let's change topics what, here. What's your content, right, Dikembe? Oh, man, what was? Oh, so listen, I've been. Um, we were talking about software, right, and um, mm-hmm. just getting uh, just more organized. So I've been using the uh, Trello app. Are you familiar with it? No. Trello. Yeah. So are what you familiar it? with this era? How do you spell oh, it? Yeah. My tech team uses Trello boards and that's how we keep up with um, what's yep. being worked on, what's released, what's, yeah. Yep. So that has been a game changer for me over the past two weeks. Um, it's a digital sticky note. Yes, exactly. Yep. So think about like every piece of information that you have in your mind or in notebooks and all these things. You always see me writing stuff down. It allows you to bring everything into one place. And it just organized, like you said, in a good, like visual board, right? So you can have like how we have, you know, like different merch or different episodes, different topics of things that we want to work on. You can have it right there on your workspace and just build out different categories pertaining to what you need to do. So it's a very good visual representation of the work you have to do. And it keeps you organized moving through it. So anybody who's building something, working on something, or just need more organization, even if you're just, just in your family life, I feel like it's such a good tool. So try it out. Trello. Trello. How do you spell it? Yeah. Uh, T-R-E-L-L-O Trello. And if anybody from Trello is listening, if you want to get us some premium uh, memberships, hey, listen, that would be fantastic. <laughs> that would be great. Awesome. Bert, do you want my content, Rick? Oh, man, I do not like to look in your face. So no, so mine, <clears throat> So actually, you know how I like to go on YouTube and I like to listen to clips. Mm. So do you know who Mel Robbins is, Sarah? Mm. She's a, the name. Yeah, she's like a very prominent female motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. She's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I recently listened to a video um, and it's a clip by her. If you, if you have the chance, go look up Mel Robbins visualization. And she talks about how the prime thing that her clients in the past or billionaires that she's come in touch with are successful individuals every day they spend it. It only takes 30 seconds visualizing what they see in the mm-hmm. future. So if I'm Sarah, I sit down and I'm visualizing myself as the CEO of billion dollar upper changing the lives of those. And I see the lives that I'm changing. I just spend 30 seconds and the science behind it is reframing your filter. Your brain is filtering images. So if every day you think the world sucks, your mind is going to start to filter images as to why the world sucks. But if every day you think that the world is great, your mind is going to filter images as to why the world is great. So it's reshaping the way you look at things through visualization Dude, I've just been laying in my bed, just imagining like great outcomes for the day mm-hmm. um, yeah. to start the day. And it's cool. Mel Robbins visualization. You want to know something really crazy? Hit me. But I said, you're really going to bring the nerd out of me. So the only thing that I read is basically brain books, like neuroscience books, anything that has to do with, with brain science. Mm-hmm. And there was a study done. And it's actually kind of the reason I, I mean, it's not all the reason I got interested in piano, but I just, I just think it's beautiful, but Um, there was a study done about a group of people um, who are all going to play the piano in this test. And so they took one group and made them visualize playing the piano and the sounds of it for weeks on end. And they had to spend so much time in this room, literally just doing that, just visualizing themselves playing piano. And then there was another group of people who were not bothered to do anything like that and just put on the piano. So they were both put on the piano, both, you know, the A group and the B group, after so many weeks and the people who visualized their ability to play piano was something like they learned how to play the piano, something like 
20 to 30% faster, I think, or some like exponential rate faster, and they could actually play better and actually somehow understood um, all these details about the piano that the people who never visualized it couldn't do at all. So just like that, it's in those brain books. Yeah, visualization is psychologically proven to work. I'm a, I'm a big believer in it. Yeah, reframing and cold showers, yep. which I will talk about every episode until cold we die. Showers. 100%. Right. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see a, do a cold shower, I just visualize myself. I'm like, you know what? You're going to be stronger, faster, better after That's this. That's right. And you're never going to get sick. That's it. Does it work? Who knows? We'll see. Nope. We'll see. Sarah, do you Don't have right now. any closing statements for us or anything else you'd like to end with? Thank you so much for breaking the ice on letting me talk about Upper to the World. Oh, it's been our pleasure. We'd this love to have you back. You are an incredible individual. This was a lot oh, of fun. That's sweet. So are you guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And listen, this is another billionaire to the list. Another billionaire oh on the gosh. list. <laughs> yep. I don't care about the money, but if it gets big, that'll be awesome. Listen, that's right? True. That wouldn't be bad. Then just, just yeah, don't, don't, more opportunities. Yeah, down. you might not want the money, but don't act like that wouldn't be. Well, great. I mean, if I get the money, we'll just help more people. That's right? it. just more ways yeah. to help, right? That's, that's what it is. Help. It's a tool. Money's and have a, tool. a couple nice things. Some more that's Tazo. A couple nice. Oh, oh. <laughs> a cabinet full of Tazo. Listen, just wow. Um, this has been phenomenal. And as always, everyone, enjoy the first sip.